Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the inaugural Fall 2014 episode of Chip Chat. It is our Central Michigan Life Sports Department podcast show. Uh, on this week's show, we have me, Dominic Pastrangelo, alongside lead football reporter Taylor DeSormo. Well, a lot of things to talk about on today's show. Um, just a quick, quick overview of what uh, this program is going to be from on a week-to-week basis. Um, we're going to talk about all of our varsity sports. I've got Taylor on this week to talk about football. Um, but in the future, we'll be discussing women's soccer, our women's volleyball team, our field hockey team, as well as some of our intramural and club sports that we have here on campus. So um, stay tuned to all our podcasts as we get going. We do want to start with what is largely viewed as our most important varsity sports team here at CMU, and that's our football team. Taylor and I have been covering the team for the first three weeks of the season now. And Taylor, you know, for uh, for the first two weeks of the season, it seemed that uh, nothing could go wrong. But then uh, against uh, Syracuse last week, uh, the Chippewas were handed their first loss of the season. They now stand at 2-1 on the year. And really, what happened, Taylor? Tell me, uh, just sort of walk me through, in your opinion, uh, what led to the Chippewas' first loss of 2014. Well, Saturday definitely looked like a completely different team, and in honesty, it was a completely different team. Um, the Chippewas obviously faced a better team in Syracuse than the first two teams they faced this year, but without running back Thomas Rawls, they really had a rough time running the ball, only getting 34 yards total, and that just, just kind of put the whole offense in a struggle. Right, and you mentioned Thomas Rawls is one of the names that the Chippewas were without. Uh, senior wide receiver Titus Davis, who was injured in the Chippewas home opener against Chattanooga, uh, left knee sprain is what Coach is calling it. Um, good news is that Davis has practiced recently. We've talked to uh, Coach and have yet to talk to Titus, but uh, from what we hear, Titus is doing a lot well, a lot better than he was before um, and could, be, could see action as soon as this weekend's game against Kansas. So that's, I think, a good transition. Definitely. We can talk uh, straight into Kansas here and look a little bit at this matchup, um, which, you know, I remember reading USA Today a couple of weeks ago, and they had Kansas at like 1-11 on the season. So not the highest expectations for Kansas heading into the year, um, but after Saturday's showcase, or shellacking as we called it mm-hmm. in the paper on, uh, on Monday, against Syracuse, uh, the Chippewas uh, with not the highest expectations either. Do you think the Chips can turn it around? I definitely do. I mean, we lost 40-3 to against Syracuse, but Kansas, they lost 41-3 to to another ACC team in Good Duke. Good point. Yeah. So they, they didn't do a whole lot better. Granted, they were at Duke, but they're, um, they already got their one win this year. So if, if USA Today is right, they're, they're due for a loss Well, USA Today is usually right about a lot of things. We always <laughs> trust our, our friends in the Gannett system. Um, sorry, I'm an old newspaper hack, so i gotta got to give a plug right, whenever I right. can. Um, you know, it's funny that I talked to Cooper Rush today, CMU's quarterback, um, who, it was obvious, struggled um, against Syracuse. He looked very uncomfortable. He was fidgety. An intentional grounding in the end zone resulted in a safety. Um, but he talked mainly about that fumble uh, in the first half, mm-hmm. towards the end of the first half, and how he's got to learn to take the sack there. Um, I think it's interesting. Coach Enos, being a former quarterback at Michigan State himself, um, says that he has a lot of interaction with Cooper. Um, just about this idea of always wanting to stay aggressive, yet not turning the ball over. Um, mm-hmm. Really was the difference in that game against Syracuse. And you gotta, don't you think that maybe the quarterback is the one person that you got to rely on not to make that kind of a critical error? I mean, how much of this now, especially with Titus, if, if Titus Davis isn't going to play and Thomas Rawls has lost for um, a significant amount of time, how much of that falls on Cooper Rush's shoulders? I mean, definitely he's the one veteran right now on the team that, that they have to kind of look to. And looking back at that fumble, he was a, a split second away from being able to get that pass off and make it an incomplete pass instead of a fumble. Unfortunately, went for the fumble, went for the the points on the other end. So obviously, it was a huge mistake. But really, that was his one of his biggest ones of the day. The turnover numbers haven't been as high as they were last year for Rush. So that's encouraging. Yet, if he they can't get a running game going, and if they don't have Titus Davis out there to to 
like really stretch the field out, it's going to be really tough for him. For him and for, for all the Chippewas. And mm-hmm. on defense even, that was the most alarming thing to me. Our defense looked pretty darn good against Purdue and Chattanooga. Yes, I understand, not wonderful offenses. But nonetheless, they held him to, to, to a decent um, margin in each one of those games. Against Syracuse, Terrell Hunt, the Syracuse's quarterback, was able to just sort of run free for as long as, as he wanted, both, again, and was able to air things out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see kind of how this last non-conference game of the year goes against uh, Kansas on Saturday, and it is exactly that. The very last non-conference game of the of the year, I mean, it seems like it's flying by for, for me, at least, at least, and I know that Cooper Rush said that uh, this well, totally. as well. Mm. Um, you turn a little bit to this to the MAC schedule, which is in the farther difference. We start the MAC calendar at Toledo this year. Personally, Taylor, I think we're going to be fine just looking at that schedule this year. We don't have to play Bowling Green, and NIU is down a, a, after losing Jordan Lynch, obviously. Yep. Um, and ultimately, the Chippewas finished over 500 in their league last year. So, um, how much do you think they're going to be able to channel those first two wins against Chattanooga and in Purdue uh, when it comes time to win games in the conference? I still think it's all going to rely on what happens with the Rawls situation. We're still not sure, obviously. If he's with this team, it's going to be a, a really strong team because he made a huge difference. Without him, they're going to have to find somebody to, to run the ball. La- Valley didn't hasn't done the best so far this year. We have a bunch of other running backs that have been trying to prove themselves but really haven't done anything. I think the first half of the max schedule is going to be the, the real tough part. They face Toledo. They face some other decent teams in Ohio and NIU, which they're they're all wild cards. You never know. But once they get to that second half of the MAC schedule, they have Eastern, Western, Miami, Buffalo. Those are all teams that this Chippewa team should beat, no matter who's at running back. So I think that once they get to that second half, they'll be all right. It's that first half that really matters. I would agree uh, about the the absence of Thomas Rawls. Even without Tom, Thomas Rawls, the mm-hmm. second half of that MAC schedule. Um, are all very, very winnable games. And you think about the second half of the max schedule last year was the same deal, and they did end up winning uh, those games in a row. Mm-hmm. And some say saved uh, Coach Enos' job, which is uh, never know. <laughs> a topic to be discussed at a, at a later date. Um, what is the most encouraging thing um, that you've seen out of this team here through the first three weeks of the year, Rawls aside? Rawls aside, um, I guess the turnovers in the first two weeks were really big. Yeah. There was a, It seemed like everyone was getting in between Greer or uh, Tony Anise. There were different guys that were just making plays, and those plays ended up leading to points for the Chippewas, and that's really what they need to do. They made a lot of stops. I know the defense looked pretty rough against Syracuse, but really they held their own the first half. Yeah. Most of the points were responsible from the offense because of the fumble and then the safety, but they got real tired by the end. But I, I think that that defense with the turnovers, that's really going to be the key. Right, I mean, six interceptions through the first two games of the chip mm-hmm. was. The numbers don't really get better than that. Um, I would agree. I would say the turnover margin is something that the Chippewas need to consistently win because when they do, and like you said, get points off of those turnovers, um, that gives them the best chance to win the game. I'm going to go on the other side of the coin here and talk about the most alarming thing mm-hmm. um, on this team, and I'm still going to say it's the inexperience of Rush. Um, quarterback is a huge, huge position, obviously on the team, but on campus. And the mental aspect of a game is something that you just can't talk about enough. Um, Though the Chippewas won't admit it, though Coach Enos won't admit it, and a lot of fans might not even admit it, they were shaken by the news that came down on Saturday about Rawls. Oh, no doubt. And it was so much hype. Coach Enos even said after the game, you know, people would pat me on the back all week telling you, wow, you really kick Purdue's butts all week. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if there were delusions of grandeur, but there were definitely – 
there was definitely a, a level of confidence that some of these players, I don't know if they've ever experienced in their time here at CMU. I mean, they're a lot of these guys, these seniors, they were part of those back-to-back three and nine years. Mm-hmm. So to start 2-0 like that and then sort of have the prospect of this home game and with this great player in Rawls that a lot of people had confidence in, the prospect of being able to go 3-0 and um, was maybe something they got a little drunk on. Um, that being said, this Kansas game um, is pivotal when it comes to getting that confidence back. I think a week against a win against Kansas this weekend um, could really turn things around and give the Chippewas a fair amount of momentum uh, heading into the conference schedule. Yes, for sure. That's all for this episode, folks. We appreciate you tuning in, as, as always. Um, we will continue to discuss CMU football as well as our other varsity sports programs as uh, as the season wears on. If there's something that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to get in t- contact with us. You can send us an email at sports at cm-life or follow us on Twitter at cmlifesports. Uh, until next time, we'll see you then.